Hello and welcome to Geek Sweat. You are listening to the podcast from Instigate. I am your host, Trevor Jones. We are here to give you news, views and interviews on all things film and filmmaking related. We are also recording live from Ithaca House featuring the blue snowball ice microphones and controlled by the remarkable and irrepressible MKH. We will also be co-hosted by our special guests Akosh Bolf and Dominic Stinton. So enjoy the listen. Hello everyone, um, we are together with MKH, Akosh and Dominic. Uh, before we get into today's review, I'd like to ask, what trailers have you been watching this week? Who do you want to start with? Well, we can start with anyone. So, we could do it round table, alphabetical order, order of age. We do alphabetical order, yeah. Okay, so alphabetical order by first name. We'll start with you, Akosh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put you on the spot. What trailer have you watched recently or been watching this week? I just, I just, I just saw the uh, Han Solo, the Solo trailer. trailer. Yeah, uh, actually, not really like it. Uh, this is, so Solo's the Star Wars spin-off movie that we've been talking about. That's that's been talked about for like the last twelve to eighteen months, I suppose. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's quite a big thing, I think. Because yeah, because it's, it's, it's changed the director and they want to change the actor and uh, there was a lot of problem about the productions and we will see what what's going to happening. And isn't this also the first origin story from a actual original Star Wars character as well? Well, as opposed to what was the other one that they did? What was the I mean, it was Rogue thing? One. The Rogue One, but it was a separate story about the... Um, the rebellion's things. Yeah, I'll be honest. When I saw Rogue One, uh, the trailer, I thought that it was going to be about Princess Leia at some point. But so I was just like totally confused about what that was about. But um, this one is actually featuring Han Solo. And uh, yeah, this this is the first spin off things about the uh, characters. Yeah, I think. And what do you think about the casting choice? I'm 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 not sure is is a good choice this guy, but we will see. I think there's only one person in this room who can pronounce his name, so Dominic, go for it. Uh, yeah, hello Trevor, hello everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing me in. Alden Ehrenreich. Okay, so Alden Ehrenreich, I've seen him already before in a film called Hail Caesar, uh, which I think is a Coen Brothers film about uh, the 1950s uh, communist witch hunt in the Hollywood film industry. But he actually does play a bad actor. And I think some people might be thinking he is a bad actor in real life, which I don't think is the case. Yeah, Alden Ehrenreich is actually involved in one of my favourite scenes of all time. It's with Ray Fiennes, yeah. and they go back and forth and back and forth over saying one line. And yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's not seen it. Yeah. But it is an absolute classic, and it is one of my favourite scenes of all time. It so is comedy genius, yeah. It is. It's gold. And, and it's very rare to see Ray Fiennes actually uh, do comedy. But um, solo trailer, um, what's the story telling us? Does it look exciting? Does it look part of a Star Wars pantheon? Akash. 
Have we, have we got X-wing, starfighters? We've got say, if you've got lightsabers, what's going on? How, how long is the trailer? How, how long is the trailer? I, don't know. I think it's about ninety seconds. Isn't because it? sometimes, it, when is this going to be released? I think it's one minute it forty-five seconds. Is, is it April? Is coming out? No, no, no. Wait a second. I'm going to tell you one or second. June. It's okay. So it, it, it's hard to get any idea of what may 24 may and oh, they've only had no. one trailer and it's coming out in may i think there's actually two trailers oh, there's a 30 it? second trailer and a 90 second trailer i mean i'm not the star wars geek but i have been keeping an eye on the internet from what i can in see the uk is 25 may yeah well i think what i can see what you can see from the second trailer which is slightly longer is you get to see han solo mm. you get to see a clean millennium falcon yeah. for the first time you seem to get to see the original captain of the millennium falcon crew before Han Solo yeah. and you get to see Donald Glover who's playing a young Lando Calrissian yeah. so there's a few elements of who were these characters beforehand and I think um, just to add on to something there is a kind of a fanboy controversy of Han Solo being one of the coolest characters in the galaxy because yeah. the first time we actually see him he is in the middle of a conversation about him being chased by bounty hunters mm, yeah. and he's trying to do a dodgy deal and he shoots somebody at the end of a conversation yeah. which is the best way to say this guy's cool dangerous and a bit badass and a lot of people are worried that if you go back into the origins you're going to undo the fabric of what made him cool in the first place I mean, I, what do you think of that you mean you mean uh, you mean there was in a uh, new hope yeah star wars new hope yeah but yeah. It, did you know that it's um the originally mm. the Han Solo shoot first. Yeah. But I don't know it's I don't two thousand did they um George Lucas changed a lot of things in uh, in the old movies. Yeah. And they changed the guy shooting first and the second and uh, shot is from Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it might make Han Solo look a bit too ruthless and cutthroat, I suppose. But yeah, essentially he's a space pirate. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But also, I suppose Star Wars at the time was supposed to be a PG film, so you can't really root for somebody who's just like killed somebody and a space alien. But there you go. I mean, Dom, what's your opinion on um, looking at the fabric of um, the solo um, DNA or history? Are we going to be undoing the great myth here if we watch this film? It's a tough one, isn't it? Because the character of Solo kind of emerges fully formed, like at the outset in A New Hope, he's like the mm. one mature character mm. who seems to exist mm. and doesn't need any story arc to explain who he is or where he's come from. Mm. So, I mean, there is an element that you're kind of undoing the good work, but yeah. then George Lucas managed to undo a lot of his own good work with the prequels, so maybe you Jar Jar Binks sailed. <laughs> <laughs> to name but one, you know, eighteen years on, it's still painful. Let's be honest, but um, yeah, I think there's scope to um, go back and revisit that character because in other films where um, Harrison Ford has played cool characters like Indiana Jones, we've seen mm. young Indiana Jones that hasn't destroyed the mature character. Yeah, and that's another character who had a really iconic introduction. If you remember the first mm. five minutes or so of Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm. that is one of the most iconic intros. Mm. So yeah, it's but possible. that was just very short um, things. Okay, but this one is a. F- movie there's a whole movie it's not this is different okay so it's what i want to do is have a quick wrap up and, and actually the okay. uh, river phoenix who river phoenix. played he was he was a very very good actor yeah 
Um, okay, so we're now getting to the stage of comparing River Phoenix to Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah. I've got that right. Okay. <laughs> nice pronunciation, um, by the way. Okay, so in a kind of a paper, scissors, stone, um, I would say cinema, online, or give it a miss. Are we going to watch Solo? So this is to go around the room. No. No. So if you're given a choice about watching a cinema, waiting until it comes on online TV, like Amazon or Netflix, or giving it a miss, what's your choice? Oh, we were, uh, I know. This is a very hard question. Yeah. <laughs> because um, the, the, the new Star Wars movies I watched in the, in the um, cinema. Uh, cinema but, I, but the Rogue one, I didn't. I, I just watched it online. Okay. So, so sure and this one's not making you feel like I you want to go to the uh, cinema. My problem is, read this movie, they changed the director. Yeah. Because there was a problem with that. They want to change the the the, the actor. Yeah. Because his his acting skills now was so good. Okay. And they didn't change this. They said, okay, they, they, he gets a couple of teachers. We may need to go into that. Uh, and we will see what the, the first reviews were. Yeah. You know, it's, we will see. Okay, okay. So for you, you're not going to wait to watch online. You're not. You're going to give it a miss. Yeah. Okay, cool. Dom, <laughs> so that's pretty harsh. Uh, so, Dom, how do you feel? Um, solo, after watching the trailer, cinema, online, or give it a miss? Well, I do have a Cineworld card. Other cinema chains are available, so I do literally have nothing to lose. <laughs> um, so, if only for that reason, I will yeah. be giving it a chance. Okay. Um, I think for, for myself... Um, I'm curious to know what they've done with it. I know it's a risk and it may be difficult to watch the original Star Wars after seeing this, the unpicking of it. And I suppose it's, for me, it would be like uh, trying to love Robocop after you've seen Robocop 2 and 3. And I know that experience. But I think for me, I've got to see it at the cinema. But uh, I think my choice would be Picture House if I go and watch it. I won't bother with the 3D special effects. I'll probably just do a 2D version. Um, I'm in my thought process is that it's a blatant money grab, mm. and I think they should just leave it alone. There's no need. There's so many other stories that they could tell. I don't know why they need to go back to Han Solo. I think the best thing about the film is that Donald Glover's in it. I don't yeah. know who the star is or what he's been in previously. Eric Heinrich. Uh, Alron, Al- Aaron Reich. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I knew that was the reason why you asked me here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Thank you. You're the, you you can improve my English, Dom. Uh, I think he's been in Hal Caesar, but um, he's not been like a main cast actor. I think he was in um, some kind of uh, Twilight type of story, um, which had uh, what's this guy's name? Jeremy Irons in it. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Beautiful Creatures which I think came out in 2013. So I think he's like this up-and-coming, uh, like Robert Pattinson type. Yeah, but look where Robert Pattinson is now, so that's all trash. Yeah. Um, I, I think Disney have to churn out these films because they brought Lucasfilms for a billion. And so they've got to make the money back. Yeah, they got to milk it for everything it's worth. Yeah. Four billion dollar. Okay. Oh, it's even more than I thought. So obviously, four, bi- four billion one point point one or something like this. Okay. So they have <laughs> we to need make to, back the money. We need to translate that to, into cryptocurrency and work out how much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all, all currencies made <laughs> up anyway. But anyway, um, yeah. So it's just a money. G- I'm not going to go and see that. I, so I, you're going to give it a miss? Yeah, I barely watched. Um, 
Rogue One on pri- on Pirate. Okay. Uh, I was sitting there and I just I, I got bored. Yeah. Yeah, th- because it's Rogue One story is not a it's not a big story, just a short something. And it was probably o- too political and not enough action, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I don't even mind the politics. I don't mind politics in my films. Yeah. It's just that I just feel that. Yeah, they just have to make money and they just try and make a story out of any side character they can find. And the worst thing about Rogue One is that everyone died in the end anyway. So you can't even continue. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And that's that's the thing. I do do spoil everything. (laughs) In in films or in general? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, everything. (laughs) But mostly films. But uh, yeah, it's just, I, I don't get it. Okay. I don't get it. Okay, so I think the geek today's uh, geeks were uh, overall review. We've got two give it a misses and two uh, go to the cinema and watch it. Um, I think our overall review would then be probably wait till it comes out online and don't waste your cinema money on this. That would probably be the average thing to say. Uh, so overall, um, solo trailer. It's coming out and the cinemas in uh, June, uh, May. Two, May 2018. If you're May in the UK, uh, May 24th. But um, they should they should have done it on May the fourth, really, isn't it? For so that whole May the fourth be with you. Oh, That's called Dis- missing a trick. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't think Disney wanted to clash with Infinity Wars. That's okay. coming around. It was it was originally supposed to come out then. Like I I think that's inevitable because Black Panther and I love that film quite a bit. It's going to be in the cinemas for like three or four months. And I think the traction that Avengers is going to have, mm. it might kind of kick Star Wars' ass in the uh, or Solo's ass. Yeah, in I don't, I don't think anyone cinema. wants to see Star Wars get its, its ass handed to it by, by Marvel. Yeah, by Marvel. Even yeah. though they, they're owned by the same company. Yeah, but they're well practiced. So, but they must know what they're doing. So we'll see how it turns out. So, um, anyone else been watching any new trailers that are worth thinking about, worth talking about? Well, I've seen a trailer for a film called Mary Magdalene about the biblical character, which looked like an advert for Gap from the 90s. I haven't <laughs> seen so much beige for about 20 years. It's the <laughs> beigest film I've ever seen. Is that to represent the sand? Is that what Possibly it's... that was it. Yeah, maybe that's what's <laughs> going hemp. on there. Yeah, it's just a lot of sand around where Mary Magdalene was. And is is is. Joaquin Phoenix playing Jesus in it. He is, is yeah. Wow. Yeah, really that is a big step, yeah. Mm. <laughs> what in terms of his career direction? Was well, it? I think Joaquin no one's Fe- ever been able to <laughs> embody Jesus like the last guy. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the thing is, um, I think Willem Dafoe did a really good job of playing Jesus in uh, Passion of the Christ, but I think Joaquin Phoenix is, um, for me, he feels like a dangerous actor. Like he's always trying to do something new, inventive, and creative. And I never really took to him as a. Uh, like as a, a lead actor and I enjoyed the film Buffalo Soldiers when it came out like many years ago but um, I think he's really challenged himself recently with films like The Master and uh, even more recently You Were Never Really There so I don't know what he's doing uh, playing Jesus but it could be interesting yeah this film actually this film actually in the IMDB is 5.9 5.9 Ooh, that's not good I mean, being a 5.9 out of 10, considering this came out in March 2018. Um, that suggests votes from people who haven't seen it. 
It also suggests votes from critics who've seen it, no, but I probably don't want to give it, give, a, give a good review. Sixteenth of March, according to uh, IMDb, is so when it got released. Two days. Yeah, but um, the five point nine out of ten. I mean, it says two hundred seventy-two views. I don't know how much no, you can sorry, take from it's that. No, sorry, it was two. It was in February. Two uh, came out in February. Yeah, there was in in a UK national gallery things. I don't know okay. why this and Ireland Dublin festival in February. This movie. This it was. Uh, this Premier. film also stars Chiwetel Ejiofor as well, who is um. I actually mad with him. Huh? I mad with him. What was that like? Sorry. What was that like? Yeah, he's he's very tall. He's and very he tall. He was a really nice guy actually. Okay. What were you doing buying fish and chips? No, no, I've, I've been in a. I was in a, the Marty and this is a really Scott movie. It was shooting in Hungary. Oh, okay. And I've been there. Wow. And uh, yeah. Was Chiwetel Ejiofor in the Martian? Because I remember Donald Glover being in it. Or was he. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's in. You <laughs> bet Donald Glover was in That's brilliant. Um, yeah. I don't remember Chiwetel Ejiofor being yeah, he's in, in one of the. He's one of the scientists. Oh, yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. He was. He was talking to Matt he, Damon. He's talking, uh, he talking with. Uh, um, um, yeah, on the TV screen. Oh, okay. So I'm not doing the whole. There was only one token black guy in the Ridley Scott film. It's just like uh, <laughs> any time I think, of, anytime I think of Chiwetel Ejiofor now, it's between the contrast of him being suited and booted in um, uh, what was that f- hotel film that he did? Rwanda. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Hotel Rwanda's uh, Don Cheadle. Um, oh, yeah. The um, uh, he's. Dirty Pretty Things. Uh, there's yeah, two dirty pretty things. I imagine him either in Dirty Pretty Things or Twelve Years a Slave, and those two characters walking side by side, they kind of eliminate all of the ideas of other films that he's, I think about him because I think the guy's either in the suit or he's getting killed, and when he's in a suit, he was also in another film called Salt. But um, yeah. Oh, so you just typecast him? I like typecasting. Yeah. Okay. It's the only way I can understand things. Um, so, how did they manage to mess up? a film so talking about Mary Madeline now how did they manage to mess up a film that was inspired by writings that has over a billion believers I don't know I mean what's going on why why is it might be jumping the gun to say they messed it up because I've only seen a trailer yeah oh but 5.9 by anyone's standards Mm. that's a story that's inspired by if I had to guess I would say maybe the director was paralyzed by just what you mentioned the weight of expectation or the weight of um pressure he was putting upon himself and there's probably only a particular type of story because it's like if you're writing something that's so mired in uh, biblical history you haven't you may not have that same kind of creative uh influence or fluidity of where you can push the story as well because you're kind of limited it begs the question why do it in the first place then but then again it's um, built in audience Chris, a lot of Christians out there who probably want to see this on a regular basis Mel, uh, Mel Crazy Boy Gibson did a great job with The Passion of the Christ yeah um, <laughs> so. well he's he's done did he do another slightly uh, biblical film as well yeah it's of course he's made the um uh, I don't know the English title. The with um, uh, William Dufour. Yeah, the last temptation of Christ. Last yeah, yeah. Oh, so I think my, 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 so I said uh, last temptation. I, I said the Passion of the Christ, but I meant the last temptation of last, Christ. Yeah. I was William Dufour. But yeah, Passion of the Christ. Uh, but Mel Gibson's an exceptional director. I mean, what do we know about Garth Davis? He seems to be the director of this new. It's um, not very really too much. Uh, just 
I mean, his previous credits are telling us that he's uh, he made the top of the lake. One of the episode or two, I don't know. And uh, he, that was oh yeah, that's right. He's Lion. the co-director of Top of the Lake. Okay. Which um, I just I just watched the second season was I think it was mm. crazy something. I must admit the second season lost me. I watched the first season yeah. and I gave up on the second season. The second wow. season is a very madness and crazy, and I'm really it's idiot and absolutely nonsense i think okay. i just watched two or three weeks ago and what <laughs> all right so um just to round up i mean um again cinema online give it a miss um what are we gonna do with this film uh which one uh, the, the, mary um, magdalene i mean I, I, I don't know i like i really like um, rooney mara but uh, uh, i saw this trailer but I don't know, uh, not inspiring it's not really okay so you've got one give it a miss yeah um, this, Joaquin Phoenix is a little bit weird I think. Yeah. he try all the time he playing all the time this weird he's stretching himself yeah but but you think he might have pulled the muscle in this film nothing wrong with playing weird characters I mean my problem with what I've seen of Joaquin Phoenix's performance is he looks a bit constrained playing Jesus like he can't <laughs> can't really cut loose the way he wants to uh that that sounds like quite a paradox that you you can't be who you want to be when you're playing a son of god but uh i can understand where you're coming from it's probably not the best fit i don't know um but for you cinema online or give it a miss <laughs> online i guess wait till it comes out online okay um for me i mean I, i'm looking at a trailer here and um it looks like a there's a bit of added self-importance to it. They know that there's a built-in audience. I'm not sure. And, and two, hour, two hour longs in this movie. Yeah, I think... <laughs> do you know what? I think there's something about the trailer and there's something about the feel of the film and I'm, I'm trying not to go by the rating, but it's more like, how is this any different from any... Uh, what's it called? Like propaganda film that you see getting handed out at a train station. Production uh, values. Um, yeah, I mean production values, but I'm, I'm just not sure if I... Maybe I'm not sure if I want to see the story. I, I don't feel inspired to see the story, so I'm going to say give it a miss. Um, I'm going to say people don't bother go see the film, just pick up a Bible if yeah. you really want to know. Yeah, okay, there you go. So, Sage advice there. Yeah. I, I think I think we, we kind of heavily swayed on the give it a miss thing, so... Uh, Wack and Phoenix, nice try, mate. Uh, Rooney Mara, we'll see you again another time in another film. And I like. Whack she is my favourite yeah. Rooney, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> above all, what two steps above, like Wayne, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, oh there's, not, there's not much competition there, though, for a favourite Rooney. <laughs> you got Mickey Rooney. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Does she oh, have no. a sister? Okay. Here tomorrow. Oh, there you go. But not Rooney though. <laughs> but yeah, no. Just going back to Wacky Phoenix for a second. I yeah. think he's really good. I liked him in um, uh, Gladiator. Oh uh, yeah, when he was playing um, the yes. uh, Caesar type yeah. character. Yeah, so the Caesar two, and he did a great parody film when everyone actually believed he became a mad rapper. rapper. Yeah. yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, Has anyone so, seen that? Yeah, the loved it. Yeah. documentary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that was um, very clever to kind of do it in a knowing way, yeah. but to get everybody backed up into thinking. Yeah. Is this guy for real? Yeah. I'm not sure how seriously. Because I remember all the news when he came out on stage and he started yeah. babbling some words, and everyone was like, 
oh my gosh, Rocky Phillies is actually. It was an award when he picked up an award. He had yeah. massive beard. And yeah, yeah. Like, like he really he dedicated himself to that role. So I I, I like Wacky Phoenix, but this was. Yeah, a pot- I, I Can I just say something? I've just looked on Wikipedia, and uh, obviously the internet's real. But the uh, his real name is Wacky Raphael Bottom, which Bottom. I think Bottom, as in like your backside. So I think that's a very interesting uh, surname to change to Phoenix. No, but and, he's, uh, he was a Rio Phoenix brother, yeah. Yeah. who who was a young Indian and Jones. And yeah, and then he was Phoenix as well. I don't know why. Yeah. I thought, is he Spanish? Is, is that what? You uh, no, he, he was, was born in Puerto Rico. Oh. Uh, his family is American. Yeah, but he was born, he was born in Puerto Rico. Uh, he's one of uh, five uh, siblings. There was River Phoenix, the brother who's unfortunately passed away. Rain Phoenix, his sister Liberty Phoenix, another sister, and some Catholics. And the who knows? Yeah. I, I think it's, 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 it's usually they writing them, but it's um, it's Ben Affleck's brother is Casey Affleck. Yeah, he's uh, one of the sisters' husband. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it's all nepotism. But um, guys, I, I just think to, uh, yeah, there was another film he's in called Her as well, where he was um, he kind of falls in love with the electronic device that is Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. and. Um, I do think he's a very versatile actor. I was could really fall in love with Scarlett yeah. Johansson's voice. Let's not be, yeah. let's not be but too I, I, judgmental I, now. <laughs> well, the thing is, I think the, the interesting thing about Wacken Phoenix, he's going through this phase now where the authenticity of his performances seem to be connected with his facial hair. And I think it seems like the more facial hair he has, the more riveting his performance is going to be. So I must say I'm we're really absolutely in no position actually, to criticise him for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all got a lot. We do really admire your beard, and um, it's not a beard for radio. This is definitely a beard for online TV. So we will get around to filming it soon. But the the it thing needs we, to happen. But the thing is, Whacking Phoenix has gone like full masterful beard in um, this latest film by uh, Lynn Ramsey uh, called uh, "You Were Never Really There." So um, I think you might be swayed by the bearded performances of him in, as Jesus in Mary Magdalene, but I think maybe we need to look elsewhere for like the top quality Whacking Phoenix performances. He Actually, he's have a very good movie, The Master. The Master this, as well. He's, he's, he's very good in this. And uh, The Walk the Line is very good. I can't remember yeah, if he had a beard. I think he was clean shaven in that one. Yeah, Walk the Line as well. Yeah, he won an Oscar for that, I think. No, he, he did. nominated, but no. He was nominated. He had three nominations. Oh, okay, cool. See, he's done a lot more good work than we first gave him credit for. I thought I was giving Whacking Phoenix credit before. I, uh, I well, think I was slagging off the uh, film, and uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, we like you, Whacking. We like you, Whacking. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it, it's it's been appro- You've been approved. Yeah, you're, you're free to go on and make more films. Yeah. We look forward to seeing. Maybe Um, Moses next. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So over to you, Malachi. What um, is the uh, show or trailer that you've been looking at? So, um, in spite of being in love with independent film, Mm. there's only one trailer and film that I'm definitely going to go and see. Yeah. And that is um, Avengers: Infinity War. Okay. And being a comic book nerd myself, um, you bought the Kool Aid. Well. It, here's the thing about comic and everyone in Hollywood has their complaints about oh every every actor every big name actor is trying to go into comic book films yeah but comic book like purchases so graphic novel purchases mm. have been no, have been in the past a notorious neglected section of the movie industry and it's only 
up until they've not been catered for not been catered for at all yeah so it, it's great when um you so let's say it kicked off with mm. blade yeah to give it its proper respect blade kicked off the whole ability to make money from s- s- superheroes yeah, I mean, it was the first economically viable yeah. uh, superhero film, wasn't it? And even that was just a bit of seasoning on the the larger meal, which was Holly, Hollywood yeah. industry film. Now, it's not uncommon to see two, three films mm. per year from a comic book yeah. franchise. And people are rather confused as to why they are so viable. And um, it's because I, but I just want to say one thing, but just interrupt. Yeah. Just to go back to the history and context of Blade. I mean, we're talking about that's on the back of um, feature films not getting made because they wanted to get Arnold Schwarzenegger, hmm. uh, Jack Nicholson as Wolverine, and uh, Bruce, Silver Willis. Se- Bruce Willis and Sylvester Stallone yeah. into the same film, and yeah. the schedule's not happening, yeah. to what's the film that we can make? Let's try and do um, S.H.I.E.L.D., with David Hasselhoff as yeah. um, who's the guy Fury. The, uh, as Fury. Nick yeah, Fury, Nick Fury yeah. uh, and um, even TV series of Spider-Man where okay we're going to shoot in Los Angeles but we haven't got the high buildings yeah, for him to crazy. swing off so yeah. let's just throw um, fishing nets over characters and say that Spider-Man caught him so Blade kind of legitimised what was like a bad run of how to make and not make um, superhero films yeah. but what are you saying like what stage are we at now I think um, it feels like the beginning of the end, to be fair. Because yeah. we've had this 10-year run, this 10-year high, yeah. all culminating in this film that is bringing together 64 different Marvel characters. It's the crossover movie. Yeah, it's yeah. the biggest crossover movie in history. This is like Heroes Season 2. Like All of the separate stories are now coming into one place at yeah. one time. Big explosion. So... This is every single DC television show <laughs> yeah. just in one on yeah. the big screen. And I hope... Well, be careful. It's not DC. It's Marvel. Oh, yeah, I know. But it's, it's the equivalent. So, equivalent, yeah. Like, so the DC, amalgamation. Yeah, so D- DC, they do great um, TV series. Can't do shit for yeah, films. Yeah, films, they're, they're yeah. trash. Yeah. And it's the other way around for Marvel. Yeah. Um, so they've been able to bring all the and lots of fantastic actors as well so you've got yeah. Chris Pratt you've got uh, Robert Chris Daddy. Evans yeah yeah Chris Evans Chris Hemsworth, all uh, the Chris's yeah, yeah <laughs> all the Chris's every single Chris in Hollywood is in there actually even Matt Damon's been in one if you want to count for Ragnarok yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to count for Ragnarok yeah. yeah that was a brilliant film and it got like 97% on Rotten Tomatoes mm. and um, you've got oh Josh Bronin yeah like a fantastic actor mm. just playing a, a a cgi monster on he's the actually big... playing two characters in the so-called marvel universe now because oh, yeah, at the moment it, it, in it's still fox yeah because fox still owns it uh currently but yeah. i think the deal's gonna go through that disney yeah. owns everyone so they're yeah, going to join yeah. it so they'll probably reboot it so he doesn't have to play so two one characters. actor one yeah. character yeah. absolutely but um i, I <sighs> It's, so, it's, Malachi, which um, matchup are you most looking forward to? Like, which two characters who have never previously met do you yeah, want to see that together? Yeah, that, that is that's the boon of it, of yeah. bringing characters together. I would love to see um, Bruce Banner, so Mark Ruffalo, interact mm. with um, 
Bratista's um, Drax, Drax. The Dest- yeah, Drax yeah. the Destroyer from Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. I would love to see when... As a CGI fest or as a fight fest or what? Oh, just how Drax the Destroyer would react to um, Bruce Banner turning into a big green monster and what yeah. quip he would come out with. I think that would be really funny because Drax prides himself on being like really strong yeah. and then coming up against someone as big as Hulk. And be able to do battle. Yeah, yeah. That, but they're not going to fight because obviously they're on the same side of this yeah. battle at the moment. But that would be see- funny just to see how they would uh, combine their... Mm. Their respective powers to yeah i mean I've, 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 i mean looking at the trailer um because there's the quip with um uh spider-man mm. and uh, doctor strange where yeah. doctor strange introduces himself yeah. and spider-man's like oh, oh we're doing superhero names yeah, and that's, so that's, i'll tell you <laughs> yeah, i'm yeah. actually spider-man yeah, yeah. and i think that's quite clever because it revisits the um lecturer student relationship yeah. that's existing in all of the Spider-Man films yeah. including how he related to um, Doc Octopus in uh, or Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man Doc Octopus and obviously uh, Green Goblin when he was relating to uh, William Dafoe so it's interesting to kind of see that seniority in science as mm. it were um, speaking to uh, Spider-Man and I think the other thing for comedy potential is obviously uh, Star-Lord meets uh, oh yeah that's a given um, I think that- uh, Iron, Tony Stark. Yeah, Tony Stark. Because you've got the king of the one-liners versus the boy yeah. Wanda with the one-liners. Yeah, so uh, and they, they showed a short clip between those two when mm. um, obviously Star-Lord said that your plan sucks. Yeah. And that, was, that, was, that was a prerequisite for this film yeah. when you put those type of characters together in the same scenes that you're going to have a lot of yeah. banter and back and forth as people like to say. Well, and I think from a girl power point of view, um, maybe uh, is, I can't remember Scarlett Johansson, she's Black Widow? Yeah, Black Widow. Uh, yeah, Black Widow and Gamora has probably got a lot of on-screen potential as well. If, if they put Because at the moment, it doesn't yeah. seem like they're anywhere near each other in this yeah. film. Which I mean, is, are you talking about the kind of geography? Because observing a trailer is about yeah, which yeah, world yeah, yeah, they're geography, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it seems that Gamora is in uh, the cosmic Marvel universe, yeah. and obviously um, Black Widow is in Wakanda. Yeah, get topping up that melanin. Yeah, I mean, or <laughs> <laughs> well, she could be trying the local uh, fruits and stuff like that. But I, oh, I think is that a euphemism? Yeah, <laughs> and, well, it wasn't trying to be a euphemism, but she she never eats, so I, I'm I'm worried eats about her nutrition. <laughs> yeah, um, well, they did start. I think at the end of um, the first Avengers, they all stopped for shawarms, didn't yeah. they? So um, they do snack out on junk food, and yeah. I think. Tony Stark throws a couple of house parties. Mm. So they do drink a lot of alcohol. I'm not sure how much they're eating. But um, Wakanda is like the first place where we actually saw people actually getting fed and eating kind of really good food and um, stuff like that. So maybe she's going there to eat. Um, But the the thing I'm interested in is like, yeah, what worlds are existing? Because I think Thor seems to be on a spaceship returning to Earth with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Iron Man seems to be travelling from different places it might be the way the, the trailer's cut yeah. but it seems like he's travelling from different places mm. Spider-Man we definitely know is uh, sat down on his ass in New York because he hasn't got a spaceship yeah. um, it seems like Doctor Strange must be in New York because yeah. we see in the Eye That's of Agamotto and yeah. everything from 222 Bleecker Street I think it is or mm. whatever his address is um, so the Wakanda peak group so it seems like there's Wakanda, New York, and space. Um, space, yeah. and there's those are the three worlds that need to come together. Yeah, but they, they say definitely um, people are gonna die and they're gonna stay dead. 
Okay. Because that was a massive criticism of Marvel's that yeah. there's no stakes. I think that was a massive criticism of um, one of the Hobbit movies as well. I think the Desolation of Smog, uh, where they would get these these dwarves are going on their, their adventures and just flukily, luckily, and jamily avoiding death, scrapes, and yeah. decapitation. And I think a lot of people kind of didn't feel it had the same resonance as it did as the first trilogy of uh, Lord of the Rings. So. Um, if the Avengers now starts addressing death yeah. uh, deeper than it's Agent Coulson getting stabbed with a spike sorry if I'm giving away a spoiler there um, who do you think is going to snuff it first um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Captain America you know what I think that's a good choice as well because he's not somebody who backs down from a fight that's the thing and I don't know if you've seen the, the, the latest trailer yeah but there is an image of and this is why I just love Captain America yeah um, despite him symbolising a capitalist um, uh, come on man first issue of Marvel Comics punching Hitler on the face front cover can't yeah. beat that. Yeah, back then, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, original concept. But um, now, um, it's, it's it's pretty murky. So he he here's a clip of him grabbing and holding Thanos's massive glove. Yeah, and it's like the index finger and the little finger, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, and I think he's only got two stones in a kind of a five. Stone oh yeah, but um, what people gauntlet. are saying is that they CGI'd out the rest of the stones. Okay, just not to give away spoilers. Okay, because I thought they would be going for... If there's an Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2, I thought Part 2 would be about him having all of the stones in one go. So Part 1, he's going to get all the stones by the end. Oh, so we, someone we dies. are really going to see all yeah, the stones Yeah, all in one the place. stones and okay. someone dies, someone big dies and stays dead. Okay, okay. And I think it's Captain America because, as you said, he doesn't back down, he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, just... He... he in terms of re- relatability... Yeah. I think um, Captain America has it because yeah. even though like, he's had the super soldier serum, he's still yeah. just a human. Yeah. He hasn't got massive, like, great, te- like, superhuman technology like yeah. Tony Stark, yeah. or he hasn't wielded a massive he, hammer. He's like... got to rely on justice, truth, and the American. Yeah. It... And I want oh, to say something about that as well because, um, I, just to bring out uh, my geeky side, uh, there, I have actually seen an animated episode of. Um, the Avengers team mm. actually fighting with Thanos and it was in outer space mm. and they'd come to this impasse where they just didn't know how to get past uh, Thanos's five or six ring gauntlet mm. and um, I do remember that each character had to kind of fight Thanos on one of the terms of his stones mm-hmm. and I think the um uh, and this is the animated series. I'm not giving away any any uh, spoilers from the feature film, but it seems to be that um, Captain America was immune to the Reality Stone because mm. he could always see through what was true yeah. and what was false. So the interesting thing might be we might d- discover through Thanos' use of the Infinity Stones the deeper meaning behind each of these Marvel characters mm. for mm. the first time. Like, mm. what's their core purpose yeah. of being in the Marvel Universe. That would be, be cool if they incorporate that into the film. Um, well, Captain America was the only other hero that almost picked up yeah. Thor's hammer, which, yeah. was, which was nice to see. Uh, yeah, and I think there's a joke about the elevator did it as well. But the um, uh, Actually, yeah. who's... Fit? No, Thingy's done it. Vision. Oh, yeah, Vision, but Vision doesn't count because he's got a flipping Infinity Stone as a bindi. Oh, okay, head, so. yeah. 
Okay. I mean, who do you think is going to snap it next in the Avengers? I don't think Atos even cares. Akos. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I, I a little bit give up this Marvel, DC yeah. things. I, not, I didn't see any trailer. I'm not, um, I don't know which one was the last one I saw in the cinema. I'm, I just I, I just a little bit yeah, you, poor. I'm just a little bit too much for me of this yeah you looked a bit pissed over there like how dare you even ask my opinion on this, <laughs> no, on this, this trash no, I, I know I saw the um, the Justice Leagues that was terrible oh yeah do, things. do not judge um, comic book films by what Justice League did that was a terrible representation <laughs> of and, everything and I saw and, the, and, and, League, I, and I watched the uh, Wonder Woman I just watched the movie because I think it's Gail Gadot I I think she's in one of the most beautiful women in the world, but the film was very boring. Uh, but How dare you objectify Wonder Woman like this? <laughs> wow, she's really people powerful. are going to be shocked and appalled by this. Objectifying Wonder Woman, the character that wears the most skimpiest outfit with a lasso no. of truth. She has but a lasso of truth. How dare you? <laughs> if you watch all of these DC's uh, things, is it's Justice Justice League's uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Batman, uh, Superman, or end of the movie kind of fire things in the background and they're fighting. That's it. The, all a, of the movies. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. a mess. Well, just, to be fair, they do have a tendency to turn into CGI soup, yeah. and that did even affect Wonder Woman, which yeah. I personally rated. But it lost it at the end. Like they all lose it at the end, and yeah. I mean the DC films especially. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's sad what. Um, and obviously, I didn't bring up the Infinity Wars trailer talking about DC, mm. and it, it kind of leaves a dirty taste in my mouth talking about DC. But all right, I can I can bring it back to Infinity Wars. I've oh. got a second that Captain America is going to die, in my opinion, and the reason is because if you see Black Panther, Bucky is in that um, place, that headspace, getting his brainwashing. Mm. out of his system yeah. which looks like he's being prepared to take on a new role yes. and what big new role could he take on other than replacing his friends yeah mm, yeah wow. yeah that that was my that take home from the like yeah. post credits bit yeah. i mean seeing the credits as well um there's an element where i think um if you watch all of the film trailers um black panther says get this man a shield um we don't know if he's really talking about uh, Captain America because that's the way it's cut uh, Captain America eventually does have some kind of um, arm yeah. armour yeah, yeah. but it's not the shield because I think the shield's gone missing or something like that at this point I uh, totally um, kept it away and I'm thinking is he ever going to get back the shield and if the shield does come into play will Captain America be the one wielding it because Bucky and uh, Steve Rogers have had a kind of similar or parallel timeline and life story up to this point and they they get to the point now where they've worked with and against shield so often they're almost they've almost become interchangeable characters mm. i think um yeah and i think i think that was done purposely especially when you've got the character Marvel. vibranium arm and the vibranium shield etc yeah that would be actually super cool if he became the next captain america like that'd mm. just be just a, a double threat have you ever thought of that or have i just blown your mind there um from the from the comics because there was a moment where winter soldier did become captain america and also falcon became captain america as well but that's mm. taken a new uh that's given a new perspective that 
eliminating all of the brainwashing yeah. means he's open to something else. Yeah, that's definitely. Mm. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's so, brilliant. so in terms of our death note or death list, we've got Captain America dead. Um, so far with Akash, who you saying is gonna but, die? But, sorry, but why is this Captain America dead? Because Thanos is this kind of like super oligarch character who's going to start messing up things in the Marvel hero universe. He's and plus, um, but he died already one time in the, after that, the that's first movie. Well, this is the interesting thing because um, going back to comic book uh, folklore, Steve Rogers is always the first on the front line to get killed. Yeah, um, not only so is he got the frozen in time yeah. uh, death dead to the world yeah. but um, I think there's another version of um, uh, the Marvel Universe where where he's already where, 100 something years old no? Uh, no no <laughs> not when he's 100 years old but I think it's um, there's an issue about um, superheroes having to declare their superhero status I think it's called the Patriot Act inside the comic book series World of Marvel oh, yeah, so that, and he's yeah, the first the one who comes forward yeah. and tells people what his real identity yeah. is alongside his superhero yeah. identity and then um, I think he actually gets assassinated. Yeah. And that creates the division of more superheroes going to hiding and yeah. more superheroes start to come out. Because that's what sparked the Civil War in the comics. Yeah. That they had to sign up. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm a superhero. This is my real name, which is really stupid. Mm. And then obviously at the, by the end of that, yeah. that run of comics, mm. um, Captain America gets killed. But mm. Captain America is always and always will be a frontline soldier. So mm. frontline soldiers are... Expendable. Uh, yeah, expendable and 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 war fodder, mm. and um, the the best thing about Marvel, and this is what um, mm. Stanley alluded to, mm. the point of the Marvel villains mm. is that they are always stronger than their superheroes, so the yeah. superheroes have to overcome. Whereas when you look at DC, mm. Superman's the most powerful and strongest thing ever. So yeah. anyone he comes up against mm. has is no match. And then you've got Batman, who's not just the best detective in the world, but yeah. he's a better detective than an entire Gotham police yeah, department. Yeah, exactly. In so fact, he's got more technology yeah. and more resources. Yeah, more resources. He's got his peak human conditioning. Mm. If he puts in enough planning, mm. he can take down anyone. He's taken yeah. down the whole of the Justice League. Yeah. And, it, and you think, like, why does DC... And that's why DC... DC lacks vulnerability. Yeah, exactly. They're not relatable. Mm. Who, who, who is Superman? Like, that's what people can see themselves being yeah. Captain America and, and, and other heroes. So. And I think it's the same thing why Green Lantern probably didn't work as well because you've got a character who uh, can create anything through the force of will through the ring, even though he tried to learn how to live without the ring. But essentially, as long as he's got the ring, he can yeah, do can anything, do anything. He wants. Yeah, it's just yeah. really weird. So, Malachi, would you say one of the criticisms of Marvel films is the villains have been a bit underwhelming compared to the comics? I, I'm not as I'm not as harsh on the villains of the Marvel. MCU than yeah. than other people have been. Yeah. I think that they, they say the only good villains were, well, well, first of all was Loki, but I I would I would I would argue that Loki was a good villain. Ultron was a good villain. Obviously, you got Killmonger from the new. He's yeah. good. Yeah, he's fantastic. Although, he's my to be new favourite. Killmengers um, from what? Oh, from um, Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. Be he's, fair. Um, there is Claw, who's a very venerable yeah, character in yeah, the comic so books. And he's, he's good, but he gets written out early. Yeah. Not spoiler, okay. but he's good. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Nemo from um, from 
Civil War was really good. I thought Doctor Strange's uh, nemesis was pretty good as well. I can't remember his name. Uh, played by uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, so there's been a lot more than... I guess I have one specific problem, which is the portrayal of the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Yeah, that was weird. I feel they've yeah. really squandered one yeah, of their best films. That was really that weird. Was... Yeah, I don't know why they would do that. It was Kaecilius. I like Kaecilius from Doctor Strange. Coming in like a heckler. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, the, um, the, I think I actually liked uh, what they did with um, the Mandarin character. Because really? I think it was just unexpected... And it kind of create. It's like Ray Fiennes uh, getting a chance to do humour in uh, Hail Caesar. I think it was very funny to kind of just have uh, Ben Kingsley outed mm. as an actor from East London, just trying to yeah, make yeah, some money on the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that speaks to the humour of it. I, I know it doesn't fit into the Marvel story universe, but I think if you look at the scale of who Ben Kingsley is as an actor. And the fact that they managed to use him mm. as just a fourth wall breaking arm and actor just trying to do a little job. I think it speaks to the world of we can get any actor we want into these superhero yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. Plus, um, the Mandarin character was supposed to be some kind of magician or some kind of not just mysticism, but it was about um it was about um confusion and misdirection. Mm. And I just think it was about using the media to misdirect Tony Stark rather than him his actual personal skill himself but i don't know i i, I enjoyed it for it being different to the comic in that i sense. did enjoy that i just wish they'd made a new character to do that with ben kingsley okay. and not squandered one of their most menacing villains yeah but the thing is mm. the mandarin character ended up being guy pierce though didn't it or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, what an anti-climax that was yeah 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 guy pierce wasn't great in that film at yeah. all um, what was the, the mandarin was kind of vain in the yeah because the, the Batman movies, the main not was the main uh, villain. Yeah. Mm. Was um, um, what was the name of the? What did some change the person? Chris, the oh, Liam Neeson's character. Yeah, not Liam Neeson and her, her his daughter, the um, uh, Marion Cotillard. But yeah. Oh, so the Al Ghul. Yeah, League of Shadows. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, yeah, I think she, her character Marion Cotillard. I think she eventually played. In uh, the Dark Knight Rises, uh, let's see if I can think of it here. Um, she played Miranda Tate, who was later to be discovered uh, as the daughter of Ra's al Ghul, um, and connected with the League of Shadows. But um, Dom, we're going to come back to you. Mm. Um, who is going to die in the Avengers universe? We've got a Don't Know from Akosh. We've got a Captain America from Malachi. Who do you think is going to die next? Well, I've very much seconded um, Captain America from Malachi for the reasons that I have elucidated previously. Okay. But Let's pick a new one. Anyone, I guess, any one of the core Avengers seems vulnerable. Yeah. Um, I mean, possibly Bruce Banner, because they've been alluding wow. to... Like him not being able to make the transition too many more times. So he's going to be human, but he yeah. needs to be Hulk, and that's yeah. going to make him vulnerable. That's a possibility well, in my mind. Okay. I mean, I'm looking at the trailer as well, and I'm seeing, um, uh, um, I'm seeing um, four. He's en- he ends up in the grip of Thanos' yeah. uh, glove, yeah. yeah. the hand, and um, I think for getting his head crushed I think that's a really big step I think 
it could be a misleading step for the audience because I think so much has happened to that character where he's lost his father, he's lost his eye, he's lost his hammer, he's lost his world. He's lost I, his hair. Yeah, as well, he's lost his hair. And, but hopefully not his sense of humour. Uh, but I... I don't see, and I think he's lost his cape as well in some respects. No, his cape comes back in the trailer. But the, the thing that I'm, I want to say about Four is I think he's lost so much that I think the way Joss Whedon might want to tell him, not, is it Joss Whedon is still running? It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Joss, Joss Whedon's gone to DC. Yeah, but he's still not part of the Marvel franchise no, as well. No. So no, he's not doing J.J. Abrahams and playing both sides. No, they kicked him to the curb. Okay. Well, the, the thing is, I think the way they set up the Marvel Universe, even which may have been authorised by Joss Whedon, because they said this is like a 10 year game plan. I think we're going to see a vulnerable four trying to move forward rather than a dead four that has to be avenged. I think somebody who took a real big hit was, um, you see, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, Iron Man. He takes a massive hit from Thanos' glove and gets knocked spark cold. Yeah, and, one um, punch, that's hilarious. But I think I think the person who might we might be losing is Hawkeye. I think um, again. Who's the fuck about Hawkeye? Though? Well, it's the truth. <laughs> I, I think I think we've got a character there who he's been vulnerable, he's been changed, uh, he's worked on the other side, and I think that element of um, being dead and needing somebody else to resuscitate him, I think he's expendable. I think a character like Doctor Strange his powers will come into use at some point and I'll be, I think it'd be very difficult to write him out whereas writing out Hawkeye I don't think it changes the plot so much so I'm going to go with Hawkeye I think if Hawkeye dies that's not going to be the main event that will be like a warm up to whatever the main event is exactly it'll be a step up I mean it could be a Hawkeye uh, Steve Rogers who's there? he's Hawkeye's, the guy with arrows he's the guy with the arrows oh yeah he okay. arrows, and he's also connected to the Black Widow uh, as well um, yeah, just, just um, as a point of like fact, then the screenplay is going to be written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, who previously written the Captain America films. Okay, yeah. but I do believe there was like a kind of ten-year plan that Joss Whedon had originally with the Avengers. To bring it around. So yeah, so it was Kevin Feige. Yeah, Kevin Feige, who's the head producer over the Marvel Studios. Yeah, at the Marvel Studios, he's done a fantastic job okay. in regards to what he's but I, I'm not sure I I'm, I'm think I'm, this um, the, um, the 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 Hawk guy uh, Marco <laughs> Fellow and uh, the Captain America Chris something uh, I think they had a contract with Marvel and so about it six out? movies six movies yeah and I don't know how many did Apparently, already. Chris Evans has got one more movie that he has to do after this, like he's contractually obliged to. But that's me just reading off the internet. It's, it's gonna, it's probably gonna be a, a series of flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be in there. Yeah. Much longer. I think he's credit sequence. Do you think yeah. he's gonna be a Blade Runner, Sean Young, recall of we've got your CGI stats now yeah. we're gonna just make you talk and walk the way we want in any film. No, I, th- I think, I think they will, I think they will bring him back. Yeah. Like him cameo. But yeah, like it will be a flash. It will be a callback. And do you know what I think is going to happen? And I think long term is I think all of these actors they probably want to move on. They've made their change out of this, and I think there's going to be this some kind of reality stone shape shift in alternate universe where mm. we get to see the same characters but just played by completely different, different yeah, actors, yeah, yeah. just so that they can continue the franchise. So yeah. we can have the the 
Avengers or the Marvel 1.0 universe, which was, let's say, Blade. Yeah. The Marvel 2.0 universe, which was Iron Man. Yep. The Marvel 3.0 universe, which was, let's say, the Avengers. And then the 4.0 is the new Avengers, yeah. which is like, it's the same characters, but brand new actors, which we will hopefully like, you know? Uh, yeah. Okay, but this is a very... Yeah. This cho this choice, this change in the characters is not so... It's, it's very happen. hard to... Well, it's definitely going to happen because they want to keep making money because that's what yeah. their first objective And I think is. killing the characters will help people to come to terms with it as well. And I think that's probably an interesting thing to explore because we've seen so many... I think, how many Spider-Mans we've had? We've had three Spider-Mans now. Played by different characters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of people, because we're not seeing a dead Spider-Man, um, in the let's say film universe, people are probably not getting that closure. We can move on to the next character. Mm. But um, yep, we but are going to say Avengers. Um, are we going to watch it in the cinema? Are we going to wait, wait till it's online, or are we going to give it this? I'm watching the cinema definitely. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I gave up this cinema, and I don't want to give money about these comic books things okay, anymore. I've got to say, I disagree, Akash, but I do respect you for standing your grounds on yeah. this one. <laughs> because, I don't, no, I just, I didn't, I, I didn't see the uh, cinema in uh, Spider-Man, the Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see the, um, the, the the Black Panthers. Uh, yeah. It's this online is gonna be enough for me. Yeah. Maybe later on, but no, I'm just, no, it's too much for me. It's, it's all almost every second month coming something, and I'm, I'm going to cinema. It's just spending money and just and not. Tell you what, Akash, if you come back, we'll keep you up to speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dom, um, cinema online or give it a miss. I'm in. I'm seeing it at the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, it's cinema all the way. I'm dragging my nephews along to watch it. I think I'm going to be ready to be amazed, and I think I will be amazed. I don't think I've been let down by the last two or three uh, Marvel films which I've seen at the cinema, which have been uh, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and I think... Um, Four? Yeah, Four Ragnarok, yeah. 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 Uh, and I, I think what we're seeing now is, from a filmmaking point of view, I think they've met the right, we're starting to see the right balance of CGI and storytelling, yeah plot development and tension build up, uh, quality actors and screen time. And I just think if this is 10 years in the making, this could be the template for making a lot of other films. And I think this is the, the scale of what Avengers is gonna be is definitely gonna be boundary push. This is a film to change the industry. So I'm hoping it will be perfection. So yeah. So that's the uh, review for Avengers. So I would say that uh, we recommend uh, Geek Sweat. But you go to the cinema and watch Avengers. It's out, coming out... Uh, 27th of April. April the yeah. 27th of 2018.